What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You are tuned in to another brand new episode of the world famous Behind the Baller podcast. Brought to you in 8K high definition sound. This is a Dust Brothers production, the award-winning Dust Brothers, and this is an award-winning podcast. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, also known as the Korean Liam Neeson. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the weekend wrap-up, and let's get right into the show. Washed Lord is currently up the coast, the CA coast near Big Sur, just chilling. Okay. The kids are on spring break. So we're just, you know, enjoying our time, vacating, you know, in the RV, away from Zoom class, away from bullshit, just chilling, just literally living that RV life. Okay. We were supposed to leave on Thursday night when the kids actually started spring break, but Nicolette. She got an appointment to get her second vaccine shot. So that's kind of fucking important. You know what I'm saying? So we gave it an extra two days just in case she felt like shit. And uh, we couldn't really book anything else because right now everyone's fucking in their RV trying to book spots. And it's just really, you know, whatever. It's crazy because Nick had no side effects. So we're here now and we're all gravity. And I'm fucking excited that everyone is fucking, except for the kids vaccinated. So, you know, we're safe over here. I want to start the show off with something that I don't talk about often on this podcast, or in fact, like ever. And that's music. Just real quickly, right? West Side Gun and Griselda Records, Benny the Butcher, Conway. Yo, they are probably the only cats that are actually staying true to the boom bap lyrical hip-hop shit, okay? They are the only ones left in this new era. And if that offends some of y'all, I really don't give a fuck, okay? But as much shit as my boy Mike Rap is still catching right now, right? And as he should for the DMs, okay? Everything else, look, man, I rock with dude, okay? Mike put me on to Griselda Records early, Okay, before the traditional people who may, you know, or would have maybe put it in my lap. Look, rap did. Okay, shout out to my dog, West Side Gun, who just dropped a new freestyle called Eastern Gun Part 4. That shit made me feel proud. Okay, shit put a smile on my face that someone is still doing it and repping that underdog real rap, real hip hop. Okay. Of course, there's still Pusha T and Kendrick and J. Cole, but it's definitely a dying breed. All right. I just wanted to spotlight my dude because they are fucking crushing it right now. I heard they're even crushing it on the merch side. I don't know anything about that. But yo, shout out to Griselda Records, man. All of them fucking amazing, man. Speaking of OGs, though, uh, prayers out to my man DMX. I don't think he's doing too well, man. And uh, it don't look great, right? But damn, man, dude is a true icon in rap. And as many Forrest Gump stories as I have, 
And as many ties as I have to the Rough Riders, right? I have never, ever met DMX in my entire life. And actually, to me, that's pretty fucking crazy, okay? I've never maybe even seen him before, which is really crazy, especially because that era, like I was right in that era, right? The closest that I was supposed to like, you know, I was actually supposed to meet him and everything was, um, I forgot what movie it was. Was it Exit Wounds or some shit? But um, my friend Gabrielle Union was a co-star of a movie he was in. And, you know, she was like, I was supposed to go visit her on set. And I would have been chilling with them because her husband, I was supposed to go with her husband. Uh, and um, he was there kicking with him the whole time. He was telling me smoking up with DMX. He was crazy and everything. But um, I couldn't make it that day. Couldn't hang out in the set. I was designing a shoe for Nike. I'll never forget. Anyways, again, prayers to DMX and his loved ones continuing with musicians. All right. I'm just going to say rappers. It's called musicians, okay? Because my boys, like, he really special, okay? I made something small, but like fresh as fuck for Kid Cudi's Saturday Night Live performance this weekend. He's doing SNL with uh, Carrie Mulligan. Make sure you don't miss that. All right. I made a few small things, but very, very unique. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, you know, some people would think it was a big deal because the, the value, the monetary value. But you guys know that Cud don't miss. And his creativity is just off the charts, right? But uh, by the way, man, Cuddy is going to wear a crazy outfit for this weekend. So I already know that shit's going to be talked about a lot. Now, more music. Versus. This weekend's Versus was possibly my favorite Versus ever. All right, no cap. Like everyone's like, oh man, I'm a fucking huge Earth, Wind, and Fire fan, blah, blah, blah. Man, shut the fuck up. Look, there's motherfuckers really who grew up in that era and probably didn't even fucking listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire and Isley Brothers as much as like they might have said they did and tweeted about it, whatever, boom. But it's definitely, you know, an older vibe, right? But I think like, even if you're 23, if you can't listen to that music and appreciate how great the production, the sound, the songs, like this is a whole different level. Music is not made like that anymore, Okay. I was really, for real, listening to Earth, Wind & Fire and all this shit in the 70s, okay? Both those groups. That shit, when I heard that, this Versus Man shit took me to a different time of my life. Of course it did, right? So many feelings, so many emotions, so many women that I vibe with during that shit, so many mixtapes that I made for girls, like, listening to fucking Between the Sheets, are you kidding me? And like, Voyage to Atlantis, those are all-time GOAT songs, like forever and ever. As far as Earth, Wind, and Fire, that was a whole different type of group, okay? Like, the way they performed live shows, live albums, bro, Devotion, you know, like, I know there's September and all this shit, but I'm talking about, like, Brazilian Rhyme, and somebody's like, this, that shit wasn't played, but, yo, their live show is fucking incredible, right? I remember I didn't even get to see them perform live until the early 90s. And it already been, them songs already been, you know, fucking 15 plus years old, right? But it was in Vegas, I'll never forget, after Caesar's Palace, and that shit was still a vibe because Maurice White was still in the group. It was just, man, crazy. And speaking of um, Isley Brothers, yo, Ron Isley is 71 years old. And he's still pimp. That motherfucker, yo, that is fucking grandfather goals for real. I just wanted to say I love this versus too much, okay? I can't wait to see more old school legends. Shout out to Timberland and Swizzy. 
I know Swiss Beats is going through it right now. But, uh, you know, I don't know, man. Much love. But, yo, real quick, let's take a commercial break. Um, I just want to jump in a commercial break real quick because I, I got some shit I got to talk about, like some heavy shit. So, yo, Miles, man, throw on some LL, please. Yeah, and we'll be right back. Don't let stress ruin any more of your 2021. Leave tension and muscle aches behind. Whether you're an elite athlete or just someone trying to make it through the day tension-free. With Theragun. I'm making the rest of this year all about listening to what my body needs, which is why I'm keeping my Theragun close, even on the go. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. Shit, man, even quieter. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets straight to the source of the pain by releasing tension, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just everyday life, there is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. I use my Theragun all the time. I have for years. That's why they sponsor the podcast because I am a prime example of how it works to make you feel better. I use it and you should too. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid, elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and of course, yours truly, the Korean John Cusack. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $198. Go to theragun.com slash baller right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash baller. Theragun.com slash baller. Yo, yo. As some of you may or may not know, you may have heard, may have read it, I don't know. My Ferrari SF90 was being transported from Beverly Hills to Louisiana. It was supposed to arrive in Louisiana on Friday. And I get a text early in the morning from my boy sending me an article from Road to Track magazine, right? And the headline reads, truck transporting Ferrari SF90 gets hit by train on a railroad track. And I'm like, okay, cool. It was kind of early. I wasn't really paying attention. I was, I had rap legends at my house putting this fucking decal on my car. I was like, yo. So I scroll down and I see a black SF90 inside the truck kind of like smashed up, right? And then I see the Fry Beverly Hills plates on it. And I'm like, wait a second, hold on. Motherfucker, that's my car. Like, what the fuck? Look, man, just crazy shit happens, right? I'm just thankful that my boy James was cool about it. I mean, of course, you know, he doesn't even care about the money. Like, he wanted the car, you know what I'm saying? And it sucks, but thank God for insurance. Um, I can't fucking believe it. Even a fan had taken a picture outside the accident. So, like, I'm just, like, 
what the fuck? You know, there's only two black SF90s, so I knew it was mine. First of all, I saw the Beverly. I was like, yo, this is crazy. I was trying to like be in denial, but you know, it was it was transporting. It's obviously going to Louisiana. It's got hit in Houston. And the crazy part is the fucking Ferrari, the 488. There was another Ferrari in there. There's a couple cars in there. The other car was owned by someone that I fucking know. That's even more random. And my boy's tied to fucking the House of Hosts show. So it's just fucking crazy. Anyways, guys, look, make sure anytime that you are transporting, if you have an exotic car, any car that's nice, okay, make sure you're always covered insurance-wise. You never fucking know. All right, on this end is like, you know, obviously triple covered, everything was good, but I'm just saying better safe than sorry. So on some serious shit, this weekend, uh, yesterday, I went on um, my comedian homie, D.L. Hewley. He's a huge kings of comedy, right? Big comedian. Went on his page and I left a comment underneath the video about a racist incident that happened in NYC, right? The restaurant happened to be owned by Asian people. And I kind of see where both sides are. Boom, it ain't like nothing new. You know, it's just some bullshit, especially with what's going on with Asian people like, yo, black people, you need to be with us and blah, blah. And it's just like a crazy thing. And look, there's history, there's shit. We're not 400 years of oppression history, right? There's all kinds of stuff on both ends here and there, whatever, boom. But look, I left a comment stating how I felt. And I didn't think the fucking comment was going to go viral, right? Like my comment just by itself, alone was reposted as actual hard posts, story posts by like, you know, mostly obviously by black people from like regular civilians to very prominent people, doctors and shit like that. And like, look, I said what I said, right? If Asian people want to get mad about it, look, the good thing is we have the Asian community supporting each other. But what I'm not going to do is erase the drama. Be like, oh, the time, look, man, what I'm saying is I understand why black people might be so apprehensive to join in the situation. People are mad. It's fucked up times. It's bad timing. When is it going to be good timing, right? And it's not that like, of course, me to say I don't support Asians. It's just this situation. I'm speaking on what's going on with the history and it's unsettled business. So like, look, man, if somebody owes you some money, right? And of course, the right thing for them to do is pay you back, right? But now let's say you had a history of fucking this person over with money. Now, yes, at the end of the day, they should pay you back. And at the end of the day, nobody should attack an elderly Asian person, okay? But what I'm getting at is there's so much generational racism that exists in Korean households, and you got to change that shit. It's got to start in the house, okay? So I'm just... Letting you guys know, man, I didn't think much about it. If Asian people are like, oh, you're throwing us under the bus. No, I'm not, motherfucker. Because if you're fucking trying to deny the fact that black people have been mistreated in their own hoods by mostly Korean people, then you're fucking bugging. And I had to fucking nip that shit in the butt because that's just something that I've personally witnessed. And it's not just me because it exists and it's existed for decades. Anyways, another random ass thing, man. This past weekend, I see Coca-Cola is trending. Coke. Right, so I'm like, what the fuck is Coke trending for? Right, obviously, you guys know not as much as I used to be, but I was the fucking goddamn biggest fucking Coke ambassador. Like, I drank six fucking Coca Colas a day, like easily for thirty years. All right, so I'm wondering why. Looking, boom, and I see what it's for. And now some fucking obviously some political shit. And I'm just like, look, and they're trying to boycott Coca Cola, and like, just hypothetically, right? 
I don't even know if this is a great metaphor. I'm just thinking to myself, like, imagine if the creator of denim jeans, okay, made a racist statement, okay? So now everybody basically shouldn't wear denim anymore, right? Is, is that the thought process that we're at now, right? And, um, or be like, oh, well, you know, it could be, well, if it was racist against Asians, be like, well, no, if it's Asian denim, then it's cool. But like, what the fuck? Like, it just, understand how crazy this shit sounds. Be like, oh, we're gonna boycott Coke. We're gonna listen to Pep. We're gonna put Pepsi. Or even when it was the Goya beans. And I don't fuck with Trump. You know, I can't stand Trump, right? And mostly, obviously, people of color, obviously Colombians, Cubans, Dominicans, you know, Jamaicans, they eat Goya beans, right? And they sit there and be like, you know, like, how the fuck are you going to support Trump when all these people, boom, at the same time, are you going to stop? Like, when does this shit stop? I don't remember exactly what was said, but it was more so like, I think like Coca-Cola wasn't in favor of the law changes that were all fucked up in Georgia, right? So the far right, the Republicans were like, look, fuck woke Coca-Cola, like, fuck, we're boycotting Coke. We're going to put fucking Pepsi inside the thing. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was the opposite. It doesn't even fucking matter. People are like, oh, yes, it does. No, it doesn't. What I'm trying to say is it just got me thinking, okay? You want to boycott a brand, hurt them in the pockets, whatever, but you're not realizing. It'll be like, oh, it's the bigger picture. And I get that. That doesn't stop that right there, though. There's, it's so much deeper than that, right? You'd be like, oh, boom. Everyone just wants everyone to be canceled. I'm curious when. What is the end result of cancellation, right? I said this before. Is it death? What is it? You want everyone to have the worst? You want everyone to be miserable? You want people to kill themselves? I don't get it. But me not supporting Coca-Cola isn't going to change shit. I'd be like, oh, we need more people to think like that, whatever you should have. You know, but if you think about it, then other things, but then fucking two million people and five. No. Listen. If anything, it'll hurt the millions of employees of Coca-Cola globally who need that job. All this shit is going too far. Gotta stop. All right? It's just fucking crazy. The cancel shit. I have one time in my entire life have I used the stupid ass fucking term and it was because a fucking cake shop had fucked up my son's birthday cake. Right? Anyways. Lighten it up. Guys. I was really wrong about TikTok, okay? That shit had me scrolling through all types of videos, and I came across a few, like, um, this one dude named Brian Tran. I don't know what his fucking actual username, but I think it's Brian Tran with two N's, something, whatever. He's like this Vietnamese kid. He's got a funny-ass dad. They make a whole bunch of random-ass fucking videos. A lot of dance videos. I don't really fuck with the dance shit, right? But a bunch of people are super trying too hard to create content. Then those people are just like, God damn, they're making, you know, fucking TikToks every single fucking day. Whatever. Look, I get why people got scared when it was going to be taken away by Dick Stain Donald, right? And people, like, they really, if that's their therapy right there, cool, man. I see people, like, they're really about it, and that's great, you know? I don't know if that's what they got mostly going on. Cool. And I get now because, I get why they're tripping now is because they make money on TikTok, right? And, um, you know, TikTok is paying them, right? And I thought about it. I'm like, am I ever going to interview, like, TikTokers on this show? And I'm like, I doubt it. I don't think so, you know? Unless they're, like, really making bank on there. Like, that one dude, uh, Jason Durillo, 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 whatever. I don't really fuck with dude. I don't really care about him. But if there's somebody else that makes money like him, somebody let me know. And maybe I'll consider, you know, putting it in there. But, look, the TikTok community has embraced the Korean John Cusack, right? For the most part, it's cool, right? It's dope that TikTok does take care of the users. Instagram doesn't. 
Twitter does it, Facebook, whatever, boom. Twitter's just a GOAT app. You know, we're going to get into it. I don't know if Snapchat does. I heard they do whatever, but like TikTok has a fund. And if you have over 10,000 followers, you get like, well, if you have 100, over 100,000 followers though, you get like paid, okay? They break them off with the money, right? For views and engagement, right? So I think that's pretty dope. So, you know, whatever. I mean, I have no idea. I didn't get an app for those reasons. But I actually, you know what? In fact, I might get somebody on. Look, look at, recommend somebody who does for sure make a shit ton of money. I don't know who has a lot of followers. I don't really care. I don't want to fucking interview that chick Addison. I don't know anything about her, but I know she, she's like fucking um, on some colonizer shit when it comes to dances. But look, let to get somebody on who's making money on TikTok because I actually am genuinely curious how much money that actually is. Like how much they're getting per stream like what is it like really like i'm curious because like i see ads on there and i see people making i just I'm, I'm really just being nosy i want to know what these guys make you know why not fuck you um there is one dude named jay kind of funny so uh, i believe he's mexican i'm pretty sure he is right and my son Ryder found him and Ryder showed me his videos and Ryder was laughing so hard that like he kept saying this little saying, you know, he was like, Chupapi Munyeno, Chupapi Munyeno. He kept saying, he was saying on the phone until I realized it doesn't really mean anything, right? There's no real meaning, but really what he's trying to say is like, you know, uh, suck my dick, right? He's laughing his ass off. So I go to the dude's page, I'm scrolling through the videos with him, and they're, they're kind of funny, right? Like just like his username, like he's kind of funny. Like he ain't super funny, whatever, boom, here and there, whatever, cool. But, uh, you know, like it's addicting. And I even hit dogs like, y'all fucking tweeted the shit out. Okay, uh, you know, Salim the Dream is definitely like that motherfucker doing that moaning in people's ears. It's funny as fuck. Some of the stuff that Salim does though, when he's like trying to talk to people's girls, or be like, oh, all this other shit, like, eh, whatever. But there's a couple of things. Like again, I'm too old. People be like, oh, motherfucker, you're a boomer. Fuck you. Cool. Fuck you. But um, I don't know, man. Some of those videos where he says, "Chupapi Munyano," it's I don't know. It's <laughs> I don't know, man. Shit is funny. All right, look, if you are on TikTok and you ain't following me, man, fuck with your boy. I posted a dance video. Never in a million years. I think people are like, yo, you seem like somebody who doesn't have fun. You always this, that, blah, blah. Look, motherfucker, I have a lot of fun. I just seem, you know, maybe I portray this angry Asian man. I'm really not angry at all whatsoever. But uh, I'll be making some funny content on there. and Maybe I do some collabs and shit. I did post some shit, but motherfuckers deleting my videos. IG's deleted like four TikTok videos. TikTok deleted like three. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Now, on the entire other end of the spectrum, I'm actually absolutely dumbfounded by some of the random shit that I did see on social media. And it's in regards to these YouTubers and TikTokers, like their fan base. It's fucking sad. You know what I mean? Like people making wallpapers of YouTubers pregnant bellies and i'm just like yo like really man like i would fucking kill myself like what the fuck are you doing like you tripping hell no but like peep game okay my kids will never ever have to hang their heads low right because they know that their dad put in actual work and three plus careers to solidify that legacy that i hope they carry on okay but when I see what like YouTubers and TikTok era like influencers are doing like today and the ones that are making money, look, I, I feel bad for the people who actually have real talent. 
what I'm saying? Who could really sing, who can like, you know, not do a TikTok. I'm talking about like, like really dance. I could put a routine together, like a Chris Brown routine, a fucking Janet Jackson routine. Like, I mean, like those who are getting paid. Okay. I'm not hating on the ones that are getting paid. I'm just saying it's trickery, right? It's half assery. Okay. The ones who are really talented should learn how to do both. You know what I'm saying? So they can mix the two. Like you would see Stevie Wonder, like Prince and shit. Like, well, the thing is, Prince is all the way around. I'm just saying, the motherfuckers weren't marketing catch. You know what I'm saying? They had other people doing it for them, whatever. And it's just, I don't know, man. It's just fucking weird. But uh, yo, shout out to my boy Char. Char DeFrancesco. It's got a very exotic, rich name, right? Uh, my boy Char got me the most awesome birthday gift. It's the second picture on today's BTB post. If you scroll, you see the first picture. Picture is um the first video of me dancing. And then there's a picture after. He got me a neon pink fluorescent light that says the Korean Liam Neeson. It is fucking epic. All right. Yo, Char, uh, love you. Thank you so much, man. FYI, Char is married to the legend Mark Jacobs. Yes, the Mark Jacobs, okay? But that doesn't define Char. And you know what I'm saying? He is a fucking remarkable human being. He is fun. If anything, he is one of the fucking sickest video editors I've ever seen on iPhone. I don't know how the fuck he does it. He is the fucking goat when it comes to fucking videos on a phone. I need some fucking pointers from him. Like, he is fucking crazy. Sports talk. Quickly, man. March Madness has finally come to, you know, almost the end. Gonzaga plays against, uh, they play they go against Baylor tonight. Look, I think, I don't know what the spread is right now, right? I'm out fucking in the boondocks. And um, I think Gonzaga's going to take it all. All right. I'm sad UCLA didn't pull through that final buzzer beater shot for the win was crazy as fuck. It was definitely one of the best buzzer beaters in NCAA history. The last time, I mean, there was another one I, because I, I wasn't watching March Madness, like I told you guys before, but that Christian Leitner shot, that shit was crazy. But look, UCLA still covered big time. Seen some video on fucking SportsCenter where these guys are betting. Who the fuck would bet UCLA money line? Like, how fucking, like, it's so stupid. And again, it, it, it could, but I'm just saying, like, Yo, they were 14-point underdog. Like, they covered, like, and it was crazy because I made a lot of money betting on UCLA throughout the entire dance, okay? So, like, don't even front and say, like, I didn't push. Like, them motherfuckers, I pushed them and told people, all right? And speaking of betting, don't forget, if you're going to place a bet, place a bet at mybookie.ag, okay? If you're a first-time user, Use promo code BENBALLER, and you'll get 50% off your first deposit, which will be matched up to $1,000. Remember, the game is tonight. There's a bunch of NBA. There's baseball going on. Just make sure you go to mybookie.ag and place that bet. Now, my Lake Show, we are stinking it the fuck up. I knew they were going to fucking make me want to vomit on Easter Sunday. Look, man, they stunk fucking embarrassing as fuck. I'm actually not going to watch the next five or six games. It's just painful. It's torture, right? Especially when I got to hear it from Clippers fans who will never, ever see a ring in their lifetime. I don't give a fuck if Kevin Durant and fucking Kobe's ghost comes back, play for the Clippers. Yo, y'all ain't going to see no fucking ring. And uh, yeah, that's fucking it when it comes to basketball talk. Fuck you guys. 
Last but not least, if you invested $60,000 less than seven months ago into Ethereum, okay, you'd have $730,000 today, okay? All right, you hear me? If you invested $30,000, you would have $365,000 today, okay? Shit hit over $2,000. It says over ETH, Ethereum is over two bands right now, okay? I even made my homie, YG, yes, YG, 400. I told him to put 50 bands on Ethereum, like less than, what, two weeks ago, less than two weeks ago, and I made him $12,000, okay? Shit is not a game, people. Get fluent in cryptocurrency, okay? It may be late in the game, but the game is still going. It's not too late, okay? Now, me and my OG homie, Nick Diamond, will be dropping our gold Ben Baller X Diamond Supply Basketball NFTs, all right? But the thing is, there is an actual gold basketball, a fucking high-quality real basketball. You can play ball with it for real, all right? A gold basketball that actually comes with it. So you'll get a tangible item as well as getting an NFT, limited edition, all right? And now... There is going to be a platinum Ben Baller Diamond Supply Basketball, a one-of-one NFT that we will auction off. So make sure you stay tuned. Look, we ain't pricing these motherfuckers. I know ridiculous shit. This is definitely, you know, this opportunity to fuck shit up. Make sure you get it right. So stay tuned. Ben Baller Diamond Supply NFTs. I got other NFTs dropping too. But yo, guys, that is it. Remember, I am off the grid, living that RV life, and my internet is a little patchy. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to try to make it happen as best as I can. Look, on this coming Thursday's episode, I got my homie, billionaire heiress, Dorothy Wang, from Rich Kids of Beverly Hills. We can talk about her fabulous life and how she's been dealing with Asian racism and all kinds of all this stuff and everything else. Dorothy Wang will be on BTB this Thursday. It's going to be a fucking awesome interview. Yo, thank you to everyone for tuning in, but please make sure you are subscribed to the show. I love you guys. Lakey Lake, take us out of here, bro.